This podcast is made by Awesome Panda Productions. Find out more at awesomepandauk.com. Hello and welcome to the RG10 podcast, brought to you by the people behind RG10 magazine. The aim is to bring you interviews, information and entertainment. In fact, anything interesting that's relevant to living around here. We're going to start this episode by hearing from a woman called Sharon and her battle against what can be quite a common problem. Having a desk job and being there all day um, sort of develops shoulder issues and neck issues and I've always had back problems. So I went along to see Sarah to see how she could help me and she, through the magic of her touch, she could tell what was wrong and how she could help. And I found the treatments really beneficial. So it's really great to work with Sarah and have her subtle touch to help relieve some of these issues that I hadn't thought of before and how this sort of has this knock-on effect. I found her treatments with Sarah really beneficial and really um, quite interesting. The Sarah that Sharon mentions there is Dr Sarah Bryan. Based in Berkshire, Dr Bryan works with many different clients, ranging from the fit and active to those with serious illnesses and debilitating conditions. Her and her team use a combination of therapeutic approaches from bodywork, exercise and nutrition to coaching. And there's one other thing that I should mention. She's had total sight loss since birth. I've been speaking to Dr. Sarah and she started by telling me more about what she does. Yes, I would say that I work typically with women aged 35 to 45 or thereabouts who have had at least five years ongoing physical pain and just want their lives back. And my team and I, we help them get out of pain for good and feel younger so that they take back control of their lives, knowing that their bodies won't let them down. And how do you do that? That's the big thing. (laughs) Great question. Um, So I've developed my own system. I've been in clinical practice now for over a decade. And I now have built up my hand-picked team of experts whose skills complement my own. And we've developed a a comprehensive intervention to get people from the point of where they are now and the things they can't do to a point of doing the things they can do, whether that's playing with their kids or getting a good night's sleep or playing sport or getting back to work, whatever's important to them. And there's often many, many different solutions needed to get them from that place. So it's a multidisciplinary team of experts managed by me and I'm a manual therapist so they receive a lot of um, hands-on treatment from myself as well. Yeah can you give me a few examples of uh, it's a holistic treatment of course can you you're a qualified you're expert in, in many fields can you give me an idea of what those are and and I guess how you might use them on a patient? Yeah I mean people don't fit into boxes so I don't like to put modalities into boxes and therapies into boxes it just confuses people but as you say I'm trained I've got about 11 different qualifications and you could give me six titles I haven't yet found the one that suits me best but it's about helping that the body to to release the, the restrictions in the body and helping the brain to relearn so the person keeps the changes that that you've made so I started out as a massage therapist and became quickly aware of what massage can and can't do 
um, and then started to train in more advanced forms of bodywork that work a little bit more with the nervous system to retrain the brain so it remembers what you've done. Now, when patients come and see you, are some of them not necessarily aware of the techniques? What kind of reaction do you get? I think really they they come along for the ride. When someone's in that much pain and they can't play with their kids or whatever, they don't really care what you do as long as you get them out of pain. Um, so, you know, I can introduce it quite slowly. It, it's mostly very gentle, not always. I can be quite quite robust, quite direct. But in the main, it's gentler and slower to perform than most people have had. And it's more like being with the body. So it's going in with listening hands and responding when the body gives you the signal. So it's not like the experience that some people have had with, with certain therapists being sort of having their joints cracked or whatever. It's not traumatic like that. So I think most people are very, very desperate and very open to it. And it very much works on an emotional level as well. So I talk to, to clients about what's going on because it can actually physically release quite a lot of trauma that the person's been holding. So they might well start crying or spontaneously moving around. It's, it's quite profound, but because it's working with the body, it's not a complete shock to the system. The body just sort of goes, oh, okay then, here we are. Are there any advantages to having total sight loss in your line of work at all? I think there are. Um, primarily, I think it's just having a life that isn't plain sailing and having to deal with adversity and situations that other people wouldn't necessarily think about. There are many more layers to, to the things that I have to do. So to attend my business network and my clinic, I have to coordinate with taxi drivers to make sure they know what time to pick me up, what time to come and get me. And if the appointments change, remember to let them know. Lots of things. And you know, when I used to use buses, were the routes diverted? Would I be able to get off at my normal stop? Would the driver just drive past me while I was standing out in the rain because it wasn't half past nine in the morning yet, leaving me with a soggy guide dog and not knowing how I'm going to get to work? It's some terrible stuff. But it means that I can then relate to other people who, who have a few more struggles and challenges than perhaps would meet the eye. And the other advantage, of course, because I can't see people, is they don't mind taking their clothes off. <laughs> I never thought of that. I was thinking of all other potential advantages. I must admit that hadn't come up. <laughs> yeah, I've had people say, uh, yeah, I, I don't mind if, if it's you because you can't see my big fat tummy. And the irony is I'm going to put my hands on and I'm going to feel their big fat tummy, but they don't mind. And that's fine because we can work together and, and celebrate that body. But they, they don't seem to mind that I can feel it, even though I can't see it. <laughs> Sarah, um, you actually mentor other people with sight loss. Uh, before we talk about this, I'm going to play out a quick audio clip. My name's Nina. I'm a holistic therapist and I live in Manchester. Struggling with the challenge of my confidence and feeling like I was worthy of the career choices that I wanted to make and living a life that was strong enough and being a mom and a husband and not letting my sight loss define that and rule that and I didn't want to 
let it stop me from achieving the things that I wanted to achieve. And I found after speaking with Sarah that she was there to listen to me and give advice and support and direct me on the path that I needed to take and just encourage me to, to, to let me know that the, I did have that strength within me and working with her and her team really helped to show me that it was within me. So Sarah, how did you become involved in mentoring? Yeah, so during the 2020 pandemic, the lockdown in March, initially nobody, well, unless you were frontline, people weren't allowed to work. I wasn't allowed to practice. And we didn't know how long for. And also I'd had COVID myself and I was waiting for a hysterectomy. So when I had that done, obviously I couldn't do the physical aspects of the work either. So I then had to think about how I could continue to serve people and work in a world where I, I wasn't going back to the work that I knew and loved anytime soon. And whereas a lot of my colleagues were seeing their clients on Zoom and could assess their movement and give them self-treatments to, to do and, and stuff, I can't see people on a, on a Zoom meeting. So I don't know what's going on. I, can, I know what they tell me but I can't see what's going on. And if I can't put my hands on them, I'm not connected with their bodies really. So I started to think, well, if I can't do that, then who else can I serve? And the obvious answer was people with a visual impairment. People who live with a visual impairment have a lot of gumption and want to make a difference in the world, but feel constantly overwhelmed by hurdles and setbacks and I developed a very similar intervention to give them the power and the confidence to use their untapped skills to create a meaningful life and fulfilling life. Sarah that's fantastic so just to wrap up you're mentoring people you're helping people in an awful lot of pain um, you have therefore achieved an awful lot. Are there any goals in the future, any targets that you set for yourself? I'd like to be more involved in holistic therapy research. And the reason for that is a lot of what we do isn't currently recognised in the medical profession. And that's because we don't have the research base. And that's because we don't have the funding. And it, it becomes a bit of a vicious circle. No research, no funding, then we can't do the research. And it just goes round and round. The other thing I would love to be able to do is treat, is have a clinic that runs itself and treat homeless people for free. When I did my very first uh, training, I um, did a placement. We had to go on clinical placement, which was really cool. And I massaged people that had literally been sleeping out on concrete, uh, people that were being evicted from their homes whilst pregnant. And it was just so humbling and so rewarding and it was the sort of thing you go away and you're never quite the same again. And I haven't forgotten that. And I have tried to get involved in doing that again. And needless to say, there's a lot of red tape, but I haven't given up hope. Well, Dr. Sarah, that sounds uh, like a wonderful ambition. And uh, if that does come to fruition, we, we'd love to speak to you again. That does sound um, very noble indeed. Um, uh, Dr. Sarah Bryant, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your time. That was Dr. Sarah Bryan, and you can find out more at drsarahbryan.com. 
That's D-R-S-A-R-A-H-B-R-Y-A-N.com. Thanks so much for listening to the RG10 podcast. It'd be great if you could share this with others who you think may find it interesting, even those who've never even heard of the podcasting phenomenon. At the moment, it's just another way that we can all stay connected. If you do have any thoughts about who or what we can include in future episodes, then please do let us know via the rg10mag.com website or maybe in the comments section on Apple or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs>